0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Front Porch Philosophy. It has been a while. A I, long while. Yeah, I know that for a fact. What, Probably at least more than a month. Um, we're, we're at home sitting inside because it's a rainy and chilly day. Um, so not necessarily on the front porch. We're also watching our neighbor's dogs. So we have two more dogs in the house. So, so yeah, if you hear any strange background noise, rustling, barking, um, chewing on
1: bones... Uh, that's that's on them. Or if I feel distracted, I'm moving papers around now because one of the dogs just jumped up in my lap, I'm trying to hold things. It's
0: so so we're dealing with we're dealing with the the real world with all these dogs around us. But today's episode are we of the podcast? Okay, fine. Um, today's episode of the podcast uh, we decided to talk a little bit about. The uh, the metaverse, which I still feel a little ridiculous saying out loud because I think it sounds kind of funny, um, and kind of this this not recent. I mean, it's definitely been building, but this recent kind of explosion of interest in it now that uh, companies like Facebook are talking about it. And um,
1: well, like, it's not that Facebook's talking about it; it's that they've renamed. Their they've company renamed them their company
0: to Meta. Yeah, one of the largest companies on the planet. Um, is now uh, pretty involved in this. So we figured we'd talk about it um, as definitely novices when it comes to this. Um, uh, Both of us combined know very little about whether it's cryptocurrency or the blockchain or the metaverse in general or Web3 or whatever it is. But um, we figured we do like to think about these things, and we have decided that there's a lot to think about when it comes to um, how this how this new metaverse and kind of way of valuing things, I guess, um, is going to change maybe how we think and how we interact with people um, considering a lot of our interactions will start to dwindle in terms of face-to-face kind of things and it will be more in the in a digital world. So we figured there was maybe some stuff to talk about there.
1: Yeah, I think I, I would agree. I'm definitely no expert um, and i think it just raises for me more questions than having any sort of answers i think it's interesting and i don't necessarily know that you know a lot of things that i've seen you know people reacting in a non positive way and i i think that's a natural reaction but i don't i don't know that it's all the idea is all bad when yeah. i listen i i think that you know given what we're going through with the pandemic and stuff the you know, making maybe a little more, like I think of it, a little more immersive experience for particular things. Say, for example, um, that say we couldn't have met with your grandmother and, you know, we wanted to have a little more immersive experience with, you know, giving her a call at Christmas. Maybe that's okay. Yeah. Right? Or maybe a virtual meeting for work that's a little like I could maybe have for that moment in time for that meeting become immersed in the experience rather than like having my computer and then all the stuff going on around me. Maybe my attention would be better for that meeting if we're in a space and everybody's wearing some VR and it feels like you're in the meeting. Like those things don't feel too bad right um for me though when i watched it and like some of the stuff they were talking about when and maybe this is like you know like some things we could talk about here is like you know you know zuckerberg kept talking about like a presence um or then you know building your home space and like uh, much more than just like A face, an enhanced FaceTime conversation or an enhanced way to meet. It was, it started, it went into this whole like you're, you're having a presence in another world where you're building a house and all those things.
0: Yeah. So the, the first place where I, I kind of started to think about these things is so when, I I also recently did a, a very small amount of research, and I found out the difference with this like, uh, Web three thing is that you can people individuals can own more of the internet. So right now on the internet, all you can really own is like a domain name for a website, and like that's your domain, and you can publish what you want on it, um, and no one else can have it. But in Web three, what it is is you can actually own parts of the internet that are yours and nobody can take them away from you. And so what people are doing, like you were saying, they're like buying plots of real estate on these inter- in these internet spaces and um, they're value- valuing them in some way um, outside of the physical world and in a digital world. And so I did think that was interesting, the notion of well, at least we've kind of gotten away from um, you can own like parts of the planet, right? Because we've seen like how that has caused some problems, like the thought that you can own the physical world around you. And so maybe transferring some of that ownership to a digital space where um, there aren't environmental concerns um, and technically, I, I don't know, it feels like the strange thing for me is that the internet feels kind of unlimited in my mind. I know there's like data limitations and everything but like what does it matter if there's infinite space on the internet but i don't know if that's necessarily true but that was just something i was thinking about in terms of like taking ownership out of the physical world and moving it into the digital space might allow both for more people to claim ownership of something um and also maybe has some environmental impacts and stuff like that and that was just an
1: initial thought i had about the ownership Yeah, i I get that i think the thing that for me, I think the positive side of some of this, the potential positive side of some of this, whether it's cryptocurrencies or now the idea of a metaverse, et cetera, is for some people it will cause you to think what something that you've just assumed, what is it? Meaning Bitcoin and those sort of things make you think, well, what is money? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, we, 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 uh, things have evolved from, you know, money was, uh, that, like, it didn't exist. There was barter. Then there's, like, this thing that had, that uh, was made of gold that was used for transactions. Then it became paper currency based but based on gold. Then it became fiat. So now it's just taking it to the next step, and what is, what is money? I think this has the opportunity to say, well, what is ownership? Mm-hmm. Um, what can you own what what don't you own those sort of things but I even think as I looked at it part of the thing that's scary the thing that is a challenge for me is I don't even know that as human beings we're ready for Facebook I see what's going on yeah as a as a human being as a biological thing I don't even know that we're prepared for Facebook because I see how much time people get sucked into it and it's a there's a, the, a biological thing that happens when you're in Facebook where dopamine is produced and it pulls you in, right? Like, what's it like? What would it be like in another world? And then it also gets to the question of, like, what is real? Well, yeah, and, like, so this is, like,
0: further down the line, but I'm thinking, like, okay, you were talking about building a digital presence and you have a house, And like I know Nike has recently issued patents for like like they'll sell digital sneakers to your character in the metaverse and you can buy them just like you could buy sneakers here. But I'm curious about what will it do for like you thinking about like consequences of your actions because you can act away in a digital space that unless if there are rules somehow programmed into the fun you could do anything you want. And it'll be interesting to see, do people just head into the digital world to do whatever they want? I mean, you already can, like take Grand Theft Auto, for example, Um, that's an extremely violent game that you can do anything you want with no consequences. And so what we're right now, at least at my rudimentary understanding of the situation is we're positing a space where you could build a digital presence in which there's no consequences for your actions, but part of you is inherently tied to that space, that consequence free space. And I don't even really know how that works or what that will do to you when you come out of that space Mm -hmm. into the physical world now where there are consequences. Um, And you know, it uh, like, I I just don't, I I don't know.
1: Yeah. There's so many, that's what I mean. There's so many questions that I don't Like I was just writing things down. Like, could you have a different girlfriend in the metaverse?
0: Yeah, and what would that do for your relationships outside of it? That, right.
1: Like, Could you have another girlfriend? Right? Could you, like, what age can people get into the metaverse? Yeah. Like, are you going to have a toddler in the metaverse? <laughs> yeah, because are they going to, yeah. Who? Yeah. Like, and will you, there's another thing, like, will you die in the metaverse? Well, we watched,
0: what, we watched, um free guy the other day right and that movie kind of continued to have us think about this topic because it it sort of deals with deals with those issues but it talks about like destroying server data that destroy um and if that data is destroyed then the presence is destroyed um but who where's that data stored when because you're claiming that you own this part of land right but I'm pretty sure that the the data has to be stored somewhere and even if it's on the cloud it could still be removed at some level and so I find that very interesting as well like could you have
1: a life destroyed digitally and what does that do for you in the real world? It, yes, like is there crime like you were saying is there crime in this world? Does somebody what happens if somebody breaks into your house and, you know, offs you? Mm -hmm. Like what would that do? (laughs) Would you just come
0: back? Right. Or is it gonna function under the rules that like we function today?
1: Or the other way, let's just say you have a relative that passes away in real life. Is their avatar still out there in the metaverse and living? In a way, right. whatever living is. Right. So, and the other thing that, like, here, like, like when I said, the, you, could you have another girlfriend? Could you, like, okay, say the family's all here, <laughs> you know, you guys are home on break, and then you go upstairs and there's dad with his VR on in another mm-hmm. world mm-hmm. with what? A different family? <laughs> yeah. Right. Wait a second. I got to go upstairs. Um, my other family needs me. Mm hmm. Like it's, it's so weird to think about, and I don't even know. It reminds me of the first Jordan Peterson podcast, not podcast, thing I ever saw of him, which is a, and maybe Garrett, you can put it in the, yeah in the thing. It's a, a TEDx that he did, and it's about his, he's asking like, what is really real? And he's saying in that, and I think you've listened to it before like we don't even know what's really real now. Here. Here. Yeah. And to me it's almost like this is another abstraction. It's like is there something deeper behind us that's really real? That's what he would say what shines forth is what's really real. But if you're creating something else on top of it, do you like how can you get super confused? I don't know.
0: I I I don't know either. Yeah, I think it's just I don't really know, but it, it seems like it, the possibility for more confusion uh, in terms of like who you are um, and everything and what the world is and how you bring that world into being is just going to get a lot more
1: confusing um, because what, really? What are you coming in and out of? And I think the big thing that people seem to be talking about now within, let's just say, the world in which we're living right now is, you know, if you look, listen to this thing from Peterson, and and you listen to others, it's like, and even your book, Man's Search for Meaning. It's like, where is what? What's the meaning in this metaverse? Is that going to create a more more nihilistic kind of thing? Because you go in there and you're like, oh, if there's no rules, if there's no consequences, nothing really matters in this. So does that transfer down when you take off the glasses and go, well, if nothing matters there, does anything matter here? Yeah. If my house can just be taken away, like, like what will that do to people? Yeah. I, I, like I said at the beginning, I don't know that it's a it's a super bad thing to create a more immersive thing for some point things, but the, the struggle is man- it's just, it's the history has proven we just take things too far. Yeah. And we well, built the Tower of Babel. We do all these sort of things, well, right?
0: And I think, like, when you look at the curve, like, for how quickly computers have progressed and everything, like, technology increases its ability and, like, function and everything at, like, an exponential rate. Right. Like, uh, we were sending people to the moon with computers that, couldn't even begin to touch the the iPad that we're recording this podcast on right now and but humans do not change that quickly and so like you said before the issue with Facebook right now is look what it's done to people and that's not very immersive at all right that's just taking part of your real world and attempting to share it
1: with others online and look at what has happened when that starts. Okay, but what... Right, and what's happened? I This is why I'm off of Facebook, and I've been off for now six months or so, because I realized in many cases it didn't feel like people were sharing the real world. They were sharing what they wanted people to see of them, not the real... It it would be much more interesting to me if it was the whatever real is, yeah. the real world. It's not. It's a bunch of pictures and selfies with smiles when two seconds later maybe there's not um so i it's it's interesting to think about but it's just so and then like it it so there's the meaning thing that i wonder about there's also this this notion of like the other thing that struck me when, when Zuckerberg was talking about some of this stuff was like, oh, they'd be in this metaverse play and say, oh, who created this space? Oh, a creator that I met in Los Angeles. Is mm-hmm. it like, well, who and what is that? So you're going to be living in places that were created by someone that you don't even know who it was, which takes on kind of a religious kind of connotation. Which is the same thing I find with the Bitcoin stuff. Like, no one knows who created this thing, but yet we believe that it's okay, you know? So mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a lot there about, like, just, like, all kinds of things. Well, I'd also like to
0: talk a little bit about, like, this um, notion of ownership again and why this is where we are. Because when I watched the video that I watched on like the metaverse and Web3 um, and like NFTs, which are non-fungible tokens, which means it's pretty much a file on the internet that can't be copied. And you have proof that it's actually yours, unlike a lot of stuff on the internet today, which can just be copied and shared and then it eventually gets lost. So... Um, What it's enabling people to do is have ownership of something, which I I don't think is a bad thing, particularly when it comes to things like art and stuff. We just watched that Mm -hmm. that, uh, documentary on The Lost Leonardo about a painting that was attributed to Leonardo da Vinci, and some experts don't think it was. Um, But now we're moving into a place where people will be able to make paintings and digital art and upload them, and there will be no question about who owns it. And that will certainly change the art market even but one of the things that they kept highlighting in it was that companies will not own this like people will own this and i think it's just an interesting evolution of the need for people to own something um and like i don't know like how they identify with that um like how maybe you won't own a lot here in the physical world, but you're able to extend your ownership and you could own a lot in the digital world. Like, let's say somebody who lives in New York wants to own a bunch of land. They can't if they're in New York City because all that land has been taken up. But now they have the option to become the owner of lots and lots of digital land where people can build digital houses on and things like that. And I just think it's... I think it's really quite interesting and I don't think it's necessarily again like you said a bad thing um but um I do the only my concern is when there's this much money at stake because we see pieces of digital art being sold for six hundred thousand dollars um and like digital real estate being bought for hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars these plots of digital land when there's this much money at stake to be made um I think sometimes people jump into it too quickly without thinking about the questions that we're asking. Like, what does it mean for the nature of existence and meaning and what it means to be and all of those things? Because, I mean, you know, money's pretty attractive. Like, when I see that I could invest in something digitally and someone might pay double, triple, quadruple for it because... um. I now own that piece of digital art or space. Um, It's very attractive, but I mean, there's definitely some, there's questions beyond just what you, what kind of profit you can make now
1: um, on like the digital space. So no, I, I don't, my knee jerk reaction is I don't know that there's anything wrong with playing around in that space from a financial perspective. Like those hold the non-fungible tokens, all that kind of stuff, and, and allowing an artist or a creator of some you know thing to be compensated for that. I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with it. And if it happens to be done electronically in today's world, awesome. And if that allows for the transfer of those things, heck, I like reading books on my Kindle, right? So they've digitized the book. So I don't, I don't necessarily see that. I think it, in some relations for me, Garrett, it comes back to what we've talked about a couple times with some some things. It's like the whole notion of, you know, render unto Caesar and then render unto God what's God's, right? Um, that's just a, that's to me is like a Caesar thing, but you have to be able to make the separation. Mm-hmm. And my wonder, I don't have any answer, but what I wonder is, does this kind of metaverse, does this kind of thing make it so that those things get blurred to a point that you don't know anymore. And then you can't rent. You're you're not like, oh, well, I got to – because you only have so much attention, so much time. Where are you going to be spending that? Um, And can you separate those things? And if the place where you're making money is also the place where you're being entertained – and the place where you're kind of living this avatar ish life where you can be whatever and it's super easy and you can have the greatest house in the world and do all this kind of stuff, you're gonna end up spending more time there. And what does that do for the the thing that was created that we think was created by a higher being? It's like, where's that? I, I, I was thinking as as you were talking, like, wasn't it Plato who said like we only see shadows? And we have to turn from the shadows on the wall to see what's real. Mm-hmm. Well, oh my goodness that he was presupposing that the shadows you were seeing were based on something deeper and like that was true and real. If you're living in this metaverse, when you turn from it, where are you turning to? mm-hmm. Like, is it a shadow of a shadow? Is it a... I don't know.
0: Yeah, I I don't know either. You don't... Yeah, you don't know where you'll end up. Like, where Where you will spend most of your being. Like you said, we have limited time and stuff, and I guess maybe one day you could argue that perhaps we'll get to the point where the metaverse is the place for where your time is not limited because you'll be able to upload something or... You know, whatever, but that's a whole different question right, of, right? Uh, where what consciousness is, and you know, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's certainly as everything, everything that is exciting is also a bit scary at times. It's scary to go out into space. Yes. Um, this is just a little closer, at least, to home than space is, but I don't think this is any reason to abandon the pursuit of a digital world or digital currency or any of that. I don't want anyone who's listening to think of uh, us as the people who like fervently want to abandon like things like Bitcoin or the metaverse right. or whatever. Um, I just want to spend more time thinking about it uh, because it's just like, again, going back to your Facebook example, like that – fundamentally changed like how people functioned in the real world. Yes. So we're again doing something that will most likely fundamentally change how we function in this world. Yes. And then another one. Yes. And like you said the lines between the two may become so blurred that we don't really know where we are anymore. And when you get to the point where That happens. I'm I'm not totally sure
1: what the outcome is. I don't know either. So I I agree. I don't. I think, you know, it's some things are going to happen. Try it with eyes wide open, but learn. But try not make sure that you can It's so hard because don't make it a prison. Yeah. Um, be willing to step away from it. Um, I just don't know if we're if we're ready for that. I don't know. Yeah. It's. I think we've spent thousands of years exploring what it is to like we don't even know what consciousness is, like you said, or what it means to be a human. And that's been going on for some great thinkers and things are moving so quickly. I think we need to move into it in a way that there's there's great risk in it, I would say. Yeah. I don't but,
0: think the progress of philosophy is not the the progress curve for philosophy is not nearly as steep right. as it is for technology. Right. And the one is shooting, shooting up the y-axis, right. and the other is chugging along slowly. Right. And uh, I don't know if they'll ever intersect again. And I think I think they have I don't know. I think that maybe philosoph- they have to intersect at some point. I don't know. I also if here's wanna... I
1: guess I'll leave my last thought would be this. I think that you'd say we, I think we heard this in, a, in another show we were watching. We know more about outer space than we do about the depths of the ocean. Mm -hmm. To me, outer space is almost like technology and the depths of the ocean are ourselves. Uh And we know less about ourselves than we know about the things out there in the world. You got to spend time exploring both. Yeah. So as you maybe go and buy an NFT or purchase
0: a digital plot of land... um, Spend equally amount of time, an equal amount of time also uh with yourself maybe, and doing a little some yeah some maybe reading and thinking in the real world and yes. uh also spend some time reading and thinking in the digital world and see and see how you can
1: how you can maybe properly approach both and that's that's the only thing you can hope for i think i think yes i think twenty twenty one was interesting twenty twenty two will be even more interesting yeah and we'll We'll see you in 2022.
0: Yep. Well, Happy New Year um, from Porch Philosophy listeners, and have a good one. Gives you a little
1: something to think about as you're having your cocktails. Yes, Yes, yes it does. Okay, peace out.